Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Why would you not talk about something that's a part of your legacy? Like you were a huge part of that show. You were on that show in the most iconic years of the show. You were leading the ship during the golden years. Why would you not talk about something like that? And you have so much insight into it. So I think people really need to, they just try, they just try to use it as a dig towards you. Um, and it's getting kind of old. Actually, not kind of old. It's very old. It's stale. We need to let it go, girls. Like, he's going to talk about it. <laughs> and now he's going to talk about it even more because one of his cast members has now infiltrated the show and is all in the premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, let's keep talking about it because Martel literally start to finish it was about Martel and Charette. That was it. And and the reason why I enjoyed this premiere, and I'm going to say it, and listen, I'm going to keep it real. Martel saved the premiere. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops, on today's episode of Reality with the King, yes, we are talking about season 15, Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere. I have so many thoughts, however.org, I could not do this alone. Yes, I got fan favorite, (laughs) an official Raindrop, come on, sis. Of course, I'm talking about the gorgeous, the beautiful, and the very opinionated Jasmine Henley Brown. Hello, I'm so excited to be back with esteemed journalist Carlos R. King. Okay, <laughs> it's really a pleasure and an honor. All right, <laughs> don't do it because the R stands for renowned, honey. Yes. Jazz, we have so much to catch up on when it comes to the premiere episode. Now, look, before I get to the grade that I'm going to give it, so me and Jazz are going to grade it at the end, okay? Last season premiere, I gave a B. I think Jazz may give it a D, child. Who knows? But we got to talk about this premiere. Jasmine, I'm curious if you and I are going to agree, but 
I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad. Like, honestly, I love when people get enjoyment out of things. Um, and so I'm happy for you. Not you're happy for me and my future endeavors. Exactly, because <laughs> I don't know that I enjoyed it. Listen, Carlos, like I said on Twitter, I'm a stick beside these ladies because I've been watching them for so long. I've been rocking with them for so long. But I was watching The Real Housewives of uh, Huntsville, honey. The Real Housewives of Martell. Love and Marriage Atlanta. That's what I was watching. And guess what? That's probably why I enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. Listen, you, <laughs> your guy was all up and through there. What did that lady say about her macaroni and cheese all through the bitch? Martell all through the bitch, okay? The opening sequence was around Martell. I'm like, this... This is not the real housewife. Carlos, can you put in a good word for me? I, I want to be like a story editor. I want to, they need help. Why are we opening with that? Why are we up? Why was that the crux of this entire first episode? Go ahead. Cause you are the expert. I'm just a spectator, but I have many <laughs> thoughts. I have many thoughts. <laughs> this is so interesting. This is going to be a very fun episode because one thing about me and jazz, I did not call her to hear what she had to say. She did not call me. You mm -hmm. all raindrops are hearing this in real time. So this is so interesting. I enjoyed it. And now I'm thinking, did I enjoy it so much? Because Martel Holt, for those who don't know, Martel Holt is from the show I created for the Oprah Winfrey Network called Love and Marriage Huntsville. The show was at one point in time <laughs> about these three couples attempting to revitalize Huntsville. Martel was married to a woman named Melody Holt. On Love and Marriage Huntsville, Martel cheated on his wife with a woman who lives in the city, and he had a three-year affair. Okay, gasp. I can hear it already. <laughs> so, not only did he have an affair, his, his now ex-wife Melody took him back, she tried to make it work. They had a baby during this period of Martel stepping out. Unfortunately, Martel got the other woman pregnant and she decided to keep this baby. And when she mm. decided to keep the baby, she was going to have it. All those things happened. Obviously, a lot has happened with Martel and Melody and his wife left him, filed for divorce. They're now divorced. So Martel is now dating Sheree. The episode opens up with Martel hopping out of the SUV production paid for, and he wore <laughs> in his Sunday's best. Martel was giving good old Creflo dollar tees <laughs> in <laughs> not prosperity pastor. <laughs> Not past the collection plate. Martel, as Jasmine said, was in his Sunday's best, looking like Creflo Dollar. He walks up to the chateau, and he and Sheree had this very pleasant exchange. Now, in the description, Sheree said they were set up by a mutual friend. Jasmine, do you think I was the mutual friend who set up Martel and Sheree? I did think that, but... I remember when I found out about them and I text you and I said, hey, this is what I heard. You said, oh, so X, X, Y, and Z, they quick. 
but you didn't say you didn't allude to you being the the one who connected them so when she said it i was like oh was it but then i remembered that conversation that we did have i'm like oh no it was that's not the mutual friend that she's referring to but was it inquiring minds would like to know okay reality with the king exclusive i am not the mutual friend so jasmine this the gag i found out they were dating through a mutual friend that we all know right that me sheree martell know i will never forget this i was driving in my car honey down the highway, honey, bumping <laughs> Blueprint. Hey, hey, skeleton. Come on, Jay Z. <laughs> no, the group Blueprint from the Encore. Oh my god. <laughs> Skeletons. Oh my god. Skeletons. Oh my gosh. Listen, girlies, I'm so sorry. Yes. I, amazing group. Amazing group. I'm so sorry. All good. Listen, Blueprint. You think of Jay Z, the iconic album. Yes. Li- exactly. Part one. <laughs> Not two. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> shade, not shade. So, Jazz, I was driving down the highway, and this friend called me and said, long story short, Martell and Sheree are dating. True T, I gagged so hard, I literally pulled over because I needed to remain focused. And mm-hmm. then I just kept asking, like, is it serious? What's going on? He said to me, it's a guy, he said to me, like, yo, it's serious. I... You know me, Jazz. If you tell me a secret, I'm not going to tell nobody. I'm good at keeping mm-hmm. secrets. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I call Martel about something related to Huntsville, the show. He answers the phone and says, somebody wants to say hi to you. And I heard, hello. And bitch, <laughs> it was Sheree Whitfield. And I said, excuse me? And that's how I got it confirmed that these two were seeing each other. Now, listen, I personally am not that curious, but if I know anything about Carlos King's audience, they are. Who was the mutual friend? Was it Marceau? Was it somebody else from Huntsville? Who was the mutual friend? It was not a cast member, but it is somebody in the industry. Okay, fair enough. Fair go enough. ahead, go ahead, um, <laughs> journalist jazz. <laughs> Your name to is a jur- theme journalist, okay? Yes, I'm gonna call you Jazz the journalist. Okay, so Jazz the journalist asks the right question. <laughs> Sorry, Portia. Hey, Tamar, but Jazz the journalist <laughs> is asking the right questions. It was somebody in the industry, but no cast member, and that's that's just what it is. So that's how I found out. Now going back to the episode to see. Sheree Giddy, I've known Sheree for 15 years. I've never seen Sheree so giddy. And I was pleasantly surprised to see the chemistry. So I am a believer that, look, do I think they're going to get married? My opinion, no. But okay. I think they're both having good sex. I mm. think Martel is laying the pipe and I think he Sheree like is spreading is. it low and laying it wide. Mm. And listen, let me tell you, because one thing I did very much enjoy about this episode was that body on Sheree. When she walked up to that door to open, I said, where's my handkerchief? I'm sweating like, I, and I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not that way. But I looked at that body and I said, oh, oh my God, I'm, a, I'm attracted to this. I'm attracted. Sheree looks so good. 
She looked so good. And then Martel came in. You already know, I think Martel is just so fine. So the two of yes. them together, that makes sense to me in my mind. Um, like you said, maybe not marriage. Um, but even if they do, they're, they're people of a certain age. If they did decide to get married, you know, whatever. But I, I do think they should have fun. Um, I did see an interesting tweet that said, or was it an Instagram post? Forgive me whoever posted this. They said that Sheree is not used to dating anybody that's attractive. That's why she's so happy about <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> and they show pictures of her ex-husband and that man that had her looking crazy out down to Philadelphia. Tyrone. And I said, they're right. <laughs> yes, they're right. They're right. She did. He is an attractive man. So good, good, good on you, Miss Sheree. Sheree, <laughs> I love you. But the girls are saying that you are getting because for the first time in your life, you have dated somebody who looks as good as Martel Ho. That's what the girls are saying, Sheree. So it's clear that they have chemistry, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are assuming this relationship is fake. So Jazz, the journalist, this is the first time you got to see them in action, interacting. Do you think... Sheree and Martel's relationship is real. I think that it's real in a sense of they are two people that want to have fun. Like he just got out of a very serious, like a marriage, like a lot of controversy surrounding how that marriage dissolved with, you know, an, a mistress, another baby. <coughs> I don't think he's looking for another wife right away. Sheree, you know, we've seen her over the years kind of struggle in this department. So I don't know that she's looking for somebody to marry tomorrow either. So what it does look like to me is just two grown people who are having grown people fun. And I'm here for it. It seems real to me. Yeah, so Sheree, this is a courtesy of you finding you a hot man for the first time. Congratulations! Yay! Sheree got a man! Sheree's <laughs> got a, a fine man at home. Well, he's not at home. He's down in Huntsville, but she's got a fine man that's willing to travel in the production-approved vehicles up to Atlanta. <laughs> So good on you, my girl. Cheers. <laughs> clink, clink. Cheers, Sheree. <laughs> we are happy for you. And look, this really goes to show you, Jazz, which goes back to your earlier statement, because I want to get into that before we talk about the rest of the episode. Um, look, your boy, who you love, you know I love you, I think it's so interesting that at the end of the day, Jasmine, I really am the king of reality TV because anytime you have a Carlos King cast member on a show called Love and Marriage Huntsville, open up the premiere episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, a show I produced for eight years. I am that girl. Beyonce, I love you. Track one on Renaissance. But bitch, we got to share that title. I'm that girl. It's okay. I had that title first, but I'll let you in. <laughs> Look, no, let me not say that because I'm, look, I'm not trying to activate the beehive. I'm just playing, even though there is a post on my Instagram from 2016 where that was my caption. But anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah, she's all, she's always ahead of the curve. Anyway, I almost text you after, <laughs> I almost text you like, oh, bitch, you're taking it. But I was like, you know what? I knew I was coming to talk to you. So I was like, we, we're, we're going to talk about it because I know you, you're not going to not mention it. Let's mention it all, okay? <laughs> Let's mention it all. I was watching it. And I said, oh, Carlos is taking it. He's taking it. And I'm so glad that you are like, so 
live in it, sit in it, bask in it. <laughs> if that ain't a RuPaul word, I don't know what is, baby. I love you so much. Yes. Look, yes. this is all fun, but I, I got to be honest with you, like I always am. Look, I think it's funny because you know how some people who shove remain nameless love to say Carlos is so obsessed with Housewives. He can't let that show go. He cast Monique Samuels from Housewives to launch DC Love and Marriage. Carlos is so obsessed with Bravo. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. <clears throat> and what this premiere show to me is, um, I, I want that same energy for them. If, if y'all gonna real? get, I want that. I want that exact same energy. Jasmine just pointed out she thought she was watching um, the Real Housewives of Huntsville. Yes, and I do want to say. You know, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. Um, as your friend, right? I see when people say that. Like, I see comments. They love to jump in your comments. He needs to talk about something other than Bravo. And you do, which I find quite interesting that they conveniently forget that. But even, even, even if you didn't, right? Why would you not talk about something that's a part of your legacy? Like, you were a huge part of that show. You were on that show in the most iconic years of the show. You were leading the ship during the golden years. Why would you not talk about something like that? And you have so much insight into it. So I think people really need to, they just try, they just try to use it as a dig towards you. Um, and it's getting kind of old. Actually, not kind of old. It's very old. It's stale. We need to let it go, girls. Like, he's going to talk about it. <laughs> And now he's going to talk about it even more because one of his cast members has now infiltrated the show and is all in the premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, let's keep talking about it because Martel literally start to finish. It was about Martel and Shrek. That was it. And, and the reason why I enjoyed this premiere, and I'm going to say it, and listen, I'm going to keep it real. Martel saved the premiere. Mm. And this is, this is where my producer had come in because you said earlier, like, you're the expert. What do you think? When you have a premiere episode, you put so much real estate in making sure that premiere episode sings because it sets the tone for the season. You want people to come back, right? That That's just what it is. This goes to show you that, and this is no shade, it is what it is. And we have, what, maybe 15 more episodes to go. It goes to show you that Martell was the only thing they had going on. That if it wasn't for Martell nothing would be happening. This is no shade. And I'm going to be all mm -hmm. the way real. Y'all could y'all could shade me. Y'all do it anyway. Just make sure you spell my name right. So <laughs> no one cares about what Candy and Todd going through because we've seen it. And that's no shade. We've seen it. It's nothing new. So you're not going to build too much real estate and Todd feeling like Candy isn't at home. I, I, I told that story when I was producing the show. It's nothing mm -hmm. new. So you can't build the A story to be that. Sonya is a newbie. You can't build an A story on what she has going on because no one's going to care that much. Juice Adora was not in this episode, T for you, Jasmine, because she did not film for the first couple of weeks because she was trying to renegotiate her contract. Oh, you know, I have that. So I have notes right here. You can't see them. They're off camera. I have notes. One of them is Where's Drew, even though historically I haven't cared. But I was like, where is she? Because her husband showed up. And I was like, that's odd. She was in a meeting with her lawyer trying to add more zeros to her contract, sis, after the comma and the decimal point. They better not have given it to her. 
let's be let's be BFFR, right? And I always say this. I don't say it as like I think Drew is a horrible person. No. I'm sure she's a lovely gal. She is. It's just you. What more do you think you're worth? Unless they were actually paying you in uh, Trident layers for your, the previous seasons. There should have been no negotiation, especially not enough for you to not be in episode one, because if Ralph wouldn't have showed up, I wouldn't have noticed that you weren't there. That is no shade. I only remember Drew because Ralph showed up. He showed up and then I remembered, you know, they're, they're, they're going through a divorce. And I was like, oh, is this around that time that that started? Right. I didn't know the timeline. So that's that's the only reason I was kind of like, oh, yeah, Drew isn't here. Like, is, is this storyline about to play out already? But like to your point, and I think something that I was like while I was watching it, which is which contributed to me not really enjoying it is because I feel like they tried to hit us over the head too hard with the drama of Martel and Sheree and him possibly cheating on her and messing with people in Atlanta. And it's like in episode one, these are my girls. I'm coming back. I want to see what each of them have like really been up to. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to get like extended scenes with kind of them and the other people in their lives like I don't want it out the gate the the opening teaser to be like a fight at a party over somebody who's not even you know over Martel and Sheree like it just it felt too heavy-handed in that and that's a part of the reason why I didn't really enjoy it and even while I don't see it for Sonya you know in that way I think she's okay um her her scenes, her reintroduction, like kind of showing the dynamic between her family, her planning Ross's birthday, that felt the most natural to me. And like that's I feel like I wish we would have seen that for all of the other girls. Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. When Candy's son was like calling her to help, that broke my heart. Candy, look, you are a boss ass bitch. You worldwide. Okay. We know we get it. Spend time with your family, girl. Because what I would hate to see is the dissolution of another black family because you're too busy to be at home with your man or support your man, be at home with your children and are crying out like, you know, children remember that as they grow up and not just we're thinking way too far into the future. But Candy, you have so much success, like so much money. I think she can like take it down a couple of notches. And I really just hope that for her really just as a as a woman, like I don't want to see her family torn apart because she's so ambitious. Um, so, you know, those are my two major notes. No. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to do a, a deep dive into the working woman being the breadwinner, having to supplement this lifestyle that her family is accustomed to, right? Um, to your point, listen, I don't know how much money she has in the bank. It's a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's why Drew said, I want Candy's money because clearly y'all got money to spend. And Drew <laughs> said, I ain't showing up unless I get some zeros after the comment decimal point. But <laughs> the thing about that storyline is number one, it was told before. Number two, to your point, that phone call was heartbreaking. And I'm curious after she watched it, if it made her realize that all that glitters isn't gold. Because when he said, 
yeah, so-and-so can help me, but I like when you do it. And that that was the part that touched me being a mama's boy, right? Mm -hmm. Being mm -hmm. a mama's boy, knowing that, yeah, my father's here, my big sister's here, whatever, but it's something about your mother. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't anything specific that she does that he wanted. That, to me, was code for, I just want my mom around me. Like, I, 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 I want that. And that's why, to me, it's one of those things where I'm just curious about career women who are the breadwinner, who have children. What advice would they give that situation? Because one thing about Oprah that she has said countless of times, and she said this, she said, I would not be who I am today if I was a mom. Mm. I, I, she said, I, I could not imagine having a child doing this whirlwind of my global domination. Mm -hmm. I And she said that's why when she got pregnant as a teenager by her uncle, which is sick, because yeah. um, he molested yeah. her, mm -hmm. um, she said when she had a miscarriage, she took that as a sign that I'm not meant to be a mom. Um, so it's one of those things where it's very challenging, but I... That moment honestly touched my spirit. It touched mine too. I, it is that question of like, can women have it all? That's a good, you know, that's a conversation for somebody to have. And I think you're right. Someone, other women who are in that same position as Candy, they're the breadwinner, they have children, they want to maintain their family life and their professional life. Um, how how challenging is that? And do you have to give up certain things in order for one to um, kind of take, become the priority. I don't know, but yeah, that scene, I was just like, oh. And then when she was saying like Todd, she was talking to Mayetta and Kenya and she was like, Todd was trying to make her the problem. And I was like, you know, maybe Todd is resentful now, you know, like maybe that is what it is. Like people become resentful and I don't have any insight into their relationship. And this is pure just speculation based on what we've seen on the show. But we've seen for years now him be very supportive of everything she wants to do and like, you know, get in where he fits in and all of that. And it's like, if this is one thing that he's just like, I really need you to like help me here. It does beg the question of why can't you make yourself more available to help him? It's, it's really deep and it's emotional. So going into Marlo, now, I wonder if you caught this, because I caught it. They have toned down Marlo and said last year's premiere, Marlo was in 30 minutes of the 42-minute episode. <laughs> and <laughs> child, in this episode, I was where's Waldo with my magnifying glass, because I was like, where's Marlo? Marlo mm -hmm. was reduced to five minutes in a 42-minute episode, and I think that was on purpose. I think it was a strong message that they're trying to revitalize this season and limit Marlo. What did you think about Marlo being in this episode for the five minutes, and what was going on with her? So it, it goes back to my point of uh, what I said of, 
I, I like seeing this side of them. In the first episode, we should see what they've been up to since the last time we saw them. Last season, it was a big point of contention with her kicking her nephews out. So then we come back here and we see them with the life coach and like she's really working through this relationship with her nephews and we get an update that she hasn't heard from her sister. And so now this is a forever thing. These are her children now and we are gonna, you know, based on what we saw, be able to see her navigate that very new normal for her. That's what I wanted to see. It was very short. I also said I would have liked to see extended scenes of like them doing their kind of their family life thing. But it was good to see because I I do what you said, like last season, Marlo was very, she was a controversial figure, right? And a lot of people were torn on if she should even have been a housewife in the first place. And she's very brash and just like goes for the jugular. And so I thought I didn't, I didn't think they were toning her down um, for the same reason that you said. I thought it was like they're they're trying to save her image. Like yeah. they're trying to like rehab her image. And it's like, this is who she was last season. But now she has these, these uh, nephews and she's just turning over a new leaf. So I think we both are, um, you know, in the same boat of yes. like they're they're trying to change the perception but i thought it was because they wanted to rehab her image not save the show or revitalize the show i think it was a little bit of both like you said we're saying the same thing the thing with marlo is marlo who i love was mm-hmm. came on very strong last season marlo was in the produce section getting the peach she ate it she drank it she put in her Ciroc. she had it <laughs> in her smoothie I mean, Marlo's peach meant the world to her. It was like, forget mm-hmm. a Grammy, a Tony, an Oscar, and an Emmy. Marlo had a peach. And for her, that was the golden nugget in terms of what she always desired. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, everybody goes through this once in their lives. She overdosed on the Kool-Aid of the peach and I think this season, based on the first episode, I agree with you. They tried to soften her even towards the end. We'll get to that in a second, where Candy and Courtney got into an argument and she's just like giving you a little side eye, trying to be nosy. That was the funniest part. That was the funniest part. <laughs> love, love that. Love that. So going into the fact that the biggest story is Candy, Kenya, and Monetta had conversations about Martell having other women in Atlanta. Kenya also said that Martell DM'd her. And when they looked for the DM, it was nowhere to be found. Like, like, like Drew. Because <laughs> he unsent it. Now, here's, here's the thing. I wholeheartedly believe he did slide into her DMs and he unsent it after... He ended up like talking to Sheree or whatever. That part, I believe Carlos. I don't know. I know Martel's your boy, but but who would blame him? Kenya Batty, Sheree Batty. If you did slide into Kenya's DMs, no, th- there's nothing wrong with that. So I got tea for you. Okay. I can exclusively confirm to Jazz, the journalist, <laughs> that he did DM Kenya. About? Ah, I love you. <laughs> Jazz said, honey, uh, I'm not going to fall for the banana tailpipe. I'm going to need more information. I love her. She ain't no dummy. She said, and, honey, I'm not the Twitter folks who just take something small and create a story for engagement. Okay. I need everything. So, 
<laughs> this is so shady. Okay. Long story short, Jazz, maybe three, maybe three years ago, it could be four. Let's just say three. Three years ago, I was promoting the new season of Love and Marriage Huntsville. And I did an IG live with Kenya. And Kenya spoke about Martel and Melody. And Kenya had very nice things to say about Martel. She said how he was a great father, how she can see he wants to do right. He's trying, um, but she's team black love and she really wants them to win. Now, mm. Martel has said to me, and this will be coming up in the next episode. Martel has said to me, he did DM Kenya after our IG live to say thank you for the compliments. Now, he has receipts of what he DM'd her. And he said she never responded to him. So that's the gag. So mm. Kenya never said verbatim what he said. And you know I love Kenya, and so do you. But yes. that's why Jazz, the journalist, was like, no, what else, Carlos? I'm not going to take this and run with it. I love you, Kenya, but you never once said exactly what he said to you. Because when people hear you're in my DMs, they immediately go to something sexual. Exactly. And she could have very easily, if she saw it, because the other thing is it doesn't look like she ever saw. Well, she had to have seen it in order to know that he DMed her. Yeah, she saw it. Yeah. Hmm. She saw it. That's interesting. Kenya, I can't really defend you on that one, my girl. I was about to try to reach. I was doing my stretches because I was finna reach, okay, to try to find you an out, Miss Girl. But <laughs> you knew that man did not slide into your DMs on nothing romantic. He was just saying thank you for the kind words, and you flipped it. Why would you do that? Because Kenya's trying to save the show. <laughs> Listen, in my mind, look, Kenya, Kenya, you know I really like you, girl. But when Carlos was just explaining it, I said, oh, she on her Giselle Bryant shit. She's on her uncredited executive producer shit. Um, and listen, a lot of the viewers are probably not going to be mad at that. I myself, it's getting tired for me. But do you? Do you? Yeah, and I think that's the reason why, look. I think that's the reason why I do agree with you in terms of... But I, I said this last time. I said the golden days of Atlanta Housewives is gone and we need to just accept it. It's never going to be as, in my Nene Lee's voice, organic. It's not going to be... <laughs> I love you, Dee. It's not going to be as organic as it was before. So I'm trying to find... I'm being honest with y'all. I'm trying to find the good in what this new era of Atlanta is. And I think Kenya knew that she had to have something happen. She was definitely on her Giselle Bryant. She mm -hmm. produced the scene. She produced the moment. And she tried to make sure that something happened. I love Kenya. I'm going to get Kenya on the podcast to address this with me. But... I'm like you. I listen to people. She never once said what he said. And that's because it was never anything that was worth sharing. Yeah. That, Kenya, you wrong, girl. You are wrong for that. 
So let me ask you this. Who's wrong or right in this Candy and Courtney uh. odd beef that came out of left field? And I'm going to say it, guys. Y'all can read me. It's fine. The thirst is real. Baby. Noel or what? What is that child's name from uh, Orange County? Noella. No, oh, Noella. That's Noella point two right there. Like, why are you? Why are you doing the most? Like that? That's my issue. Listen, I'm a, I'm about to stand on a soapbox real quick. Okay, that's my issue with all these new girls that come on these established shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Just the Real Housewives, period. They think they have to be like other personalities that we've seen in the past, so they just do too much, and it's just like it's so off putting and like unwatchable and unlikable. Like as soon as she walked in the door, I was like, beautiful gowns, very pretty girl. But it was the second that you just started, like you're doing the most, Courtney. You're doing the most, and I'm not here for it. I'm going to jump off the soapbox now. I thought it was going to be a longer rant, but this is not my show. It's your show. Oh, no, What are your thoughts? Honey, (laughs) I'm the reason, I mean, you're the reason why I have it. So, no, continue, please. (laughs) Go ahead. No, it's just that. It's just that, like, she was doing a lot at Sheree's house. Like, she was, and you can see she was coming in, kind of trying to produce something. So, she was setting it up. Like, we did all these calls, all this, this, and that. Then she got to the party. And she was just very aggressive with Candy. And I didn't like that at all because it's just like, it doesn't matter how you two got acquainted. When Candy was like, look, we don't run in the same circles. Like, I wouldn't have known you. I wouldn't have remembered you. It it seems like she got more offended because Candy is like, essentially, you're forgettable. We, we might have been around each other, but I wouldn't. You're not a person that I would have remembered. Like, I seen this other girl in the picture that I knew. I didn't know you. Like, it's done. But she was just so aggressive and, like, just doing too much. I, I didn't like it. It's a chop for me. <laughs> not in your law, Roach boys. <laughs> exactly. Look, Dad. Exactly. Look, Dad, look. <laughs> It's a chop for me. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to address this because damn jazz. Okay, forget it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Do it, please. Yes, no. Don't hold back. Oh no. Oh, I can't. Even if I wanted to, I I just can't. Um, it's going to be very hard. And let me just start with Atlanta. It's going to be very hard for a new peach holder to come across authentic because the rules are different. And when I say that, I mean, unfortunately, nobody wants to be a one season wonder. And there's so much pressure in getting that title of housewives because it it does change lives. And I think it's a part of the production. I think it's also part of the, the lady herself they feel like you have to come across so strong and prove that you deserve this peach. You got to prove it. And one of my um, issues, well, I'll say both of ours, because we both said this last season about Drew. I felt that Drew tried too hard to make Fetch happen. I mean, she threw a doggy bone in a person's face that she carried on a trip in her duffel bag with Ralph's um, condoms that he got from Florida and wanted to make a moment happen. Carlos, why would you remind? I had that scrubbed from my memory, that late-ass, <laughs> tired-ass, 
attempted moment. Why would you remind me of that? Now I'm going to have nightmares. You said, not nightmare on Peachtree Street, uh, because <laughs> you said, and I quote, one of the most iconic lines this podcast has ever heard, Drew Sedora is 11.59 p.m. She's late. <laughs> late. Late, okay? Mine still ain't changed. <laughs> well, she look, she was real late because she didn't show up tonight. So she was definitely late this episode. Drew didn't show up. She sent her man, honey, and said, can you uh, be a part of this for me? Thanks. So Courtney was definitely coming across too strong. But my question to you is this. Is there a balance because Monietta Shaw is somebody I know. Well, her name is Monietta Carter because she got married. I know Monietta personally. I love her. She's a sweetheart. In real life, she's friends with Candy. In real life, she's friends with Kenya. People thought Monietta was boring, but she's back now. So are you damned if you do, damned if you don't? If I don't give y'all a moment, y'all say I'm boring. If I be myself and don't make a moment, y'all say I'm boring. So... Who to you, a new housewife in the past three years, where their first season, they came across authentic, and that's why they're still around? A new housewife in the last three years? Out of all of the... I don't remember. I can't remember. Because I don't know. I'm I'm like, at this point, five years ago was what, 20... 2018. And that takes us to seasons of what? Or actually, can we do this? How about you tell me some new housewives that we've been introduced to in the last couple years? And then I'll let you know, because honestly, I can't remember. Dr. Wendy, for me, her first okay. season, she came across super authentic. I, I, Dr. Wendy from Potomac? Her first season. Authentic. Her first season, yes. I read her her second season to her face, and she... I thought her the first I season thought, was, I have four degrees. I'm uh, t- I'm doctor. That's that's her first season, no? That is her first season. Before no. before the plastic surgery. Yeah, that's that was a chop season. She did too much. <laughs> but in, in her defense though, right? She redeemed herself for me because I think we, we talked about her the last time we talked about Potomac. I, I don't watch Potomac. I don't think I'm gonna start watching it again. Um, but I, I have gone away from Potomac liking Wendy. Yes. And I didn't I didn't really see it for her first season. So I think she redeemed herself, but did she come off um, and authentic. No, she's a, another person I think tried to do too much in her first season. I think she did towards the end with the four degrees. I thought her in the beginning, she was great. I thought Candace first season, she was herself. I Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was, say, I was mm-hmm. saying Candace. To me, Candace. Yeah. This is, these are the girls to me who did it right. Candace, Wendy, Garcelle. I'm talking about first season, coming across authentic. Garcelle, Wendy, Candace, and that that's it for me. Candace for sure. Candace for sure. Garcelle, come, did she come off authentic? Sure. I don't see it for her, though, but maybe that is authentically who she is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Such a beautiful woman, though, but in my eyes, I'm just like, I can take it or leave it with her. But sure, authentic, yes. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And y'all think I'm tough, baby. <laughs> and it's great though, because look, I, all I am is a spectator, right? So it's like I'm only here for entertainment. Either I like you or I don't. And I, you know, we we could have a whole nother conversation about yes. how they try to make her and um, that other woman on there. But you know what I mean? 
And we'll talk about that when Beverly Hills premiere, honey. I'm going to invite you back. So, yes. based on the head busser. <laughs> I'm like, you better be a head busser, honey. Come on, Scrappy, <laughs> featuring Little John and Crime Mob. Um, <laughs> I thought Courtney and Candy's conversation went so left so fast. And I just felt like nothing... Nothing to me was authentic about that exchange. And I felt like it was just, it was just people trying to get a moment and trying to make something happen because the pressures were, this event is our premiere episode, so something must happen. And mm-hmm. I felt like everybody walked into that party with that in mind. And I think that's why some things just did not feel as authentic as, you know, old Atlanta when um, Cynthia had a white party and Kenya chased down Nene because Kenya was mad that Nene invited Walter, her ex, to the wedding. And mm-hmm. Nene said to Kenya, no bitch is going to say to me who I can and cannot invite. It wasn't no hair busser. It wasn't no, I'm going to check you, boo. It was a real conversation that to me, and, and I, I think you agree, it was funny. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like violent or like, I'm, it was hilarious. And I think... To me, season six premiere, in my opinion, will always be the standard in terms of how a premiere should be for that show. Yeah, I think Candy's energy is it was familiar. We've seen Candy get like that. I think it was wasted on someone that we don't care about, though. That's what made it feel inauthentic to me, because I'm like, in what world, Candy, were you even going to spend more than like three minutes talking to this lady anyway? You don't know her. It's established, okay? She's giving you some really weird energy. Just walk the fuck away. I wouldn't know. You, you, you wasted. I'm, I'm about to headbutt this bitch. That would have landed later in the season had you had been talking about one of the other girls on the cast that we care about. But you're giving this up to this woman that, like, if I never see her again, amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wasted it. You wasted it. Candy wasted her moment. It, could, it really could have been a moment, but she wasted it on somebody that... We we don't care about. Yeah, and I think she says that to Marlo later in the season too. Something something mm-hmm. like that. But to your point, because when she gave Nene, I'ma stop talking to you right now before I be blowing up on your ass. <laughs> so that to me, to your point, it, it 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 took weeks and months of filming for these two titans to to collide. And when she said it, we all, girl, even Didi gag, because Didi called me after the scene and said, what did she say to me? I said, bitch, she said, if y'all stop talking to me right now, I'm going to blow up on your ass. And Didi said, she said that? I said, yeah, bitch. She said it to you. So that's why you're the best person to talk to, because you remind me of moments to where, yes, it needs to be a build up to say something like that, because nobody can take me out of character that I met for 2.5 seconds. You very much should have been on your Mariah Carey. I don't know her. And walked away, okay? I I don't believe in any any, uh, stretch of the imagination that Candy Worldwide Burris is going to headbutt and risk any type of legal action being taken against her by someone that she doesn't even know. It wouldn't even be worth it at that point. Like I say about all of these people on here, they are probably lovely people in real life. This ain't personal. This is TV, in the words of Martin Lawrence. Okay, this is TV. (laughs) (laughs) 
you're saying is so true. So as we wrap things up, what grade does Jazz the Journalist give the season 15 premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta? A D. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Carlos. 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 Shut Carlos. Listen. Jasmine, a D as a donkey. Yeah, as in donkey booty. <laughs> a D as in donkey booty. Because the story wasn't set up right for me. I don't think I don't think my gray has anything to do really with the cast it's just a lot to do with the way that the story was set up for me it doesn't make me want to I don't look forward to this season because I feel like based on this first episode I feel like based on the first episode we're about to get a season where we're gonna watch Candy's marriage like in a really bad place and then we're gonna watch a bunch of them try to like accuse Martel of being deceitful to Sheree and trying to take that down when it's not even really by both of their courts, a super serious relationship anyway. Cause I, I love how, just to take it back. I love how Sheree kept paying it. Like they're like, Oh, I heard my And she's like, okay, show me. I, w- I would like to see it like Monique. Okay. Show me like, I'm not about to get up at arms. Both of them have said, this is not serious. They haven't put a label on it, girl. Get, get on. If he does have other women in Atlanta, that's okay. Sheree doesn't seem to mind when he, listen, he's her, her weekend man. When he comes in the production approved vehicle ah! to the Chateau, she is happy. And when he leaves, she's okay with it. A D for me. What about you? Okay. <laughs> I, lo- I love you all. I love you all. I no, swear. I promise. I love you. I this love all good. of you. This is good. Not, not when you said, I will always love you. I really would. Okay. <laughs> no. So, me being all the way <laughs> real, right? Based on my lens, like I said to y'all last season, my lens now is I have to look at this show differently and say it's a new era and look at it that way. Now, I could be biased because Martel was all up in that thing and it gave me Huntsville tease. I'm going to give it an A minus. <laughs> an A minus? Sweetie. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> so look, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. And hear me out. Hear me out. But I'm curious about if you agree with me before I let you go. I enjoyed that premiere more than the past four seasons of, of their premieres. I and and that's why I'm like, look, if I need if I have to look at this show now as Carlos. Everything you've known and worked and built and 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 helped build with with others, of course, not just me, um, to make this to make that show be number one at one point in time. Now look at it differently. If I had to grade it based on last season, I gave a B. I thought it was better than last season's premiere. I thought it was better than Child 13, 12. I thought like this this premiere at least was better than the past four to me, maybe five. I just can't think that far back. No shade. Um, so that's why I give it an A minus for effort. That is such a generous uh, grade that I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No! I'm not trying to call out the king. You know I tell the truth, Jeff. An A minus? Expl- after hearing my explanation... I look After at, hearing your explanation, I definitely think you're lying. Th- 
<laughs> what premiere was better than that one the past? <laughs> right. <laughs> what premiere was better than that in the past five years? If if my memory serves me correctly, I I feel like I enjoyed a few moments from last season's premiere because last season we had Sheree coming back. Kenya was doing Dancing with the Stars, yes. so we saw her. I feel like I would rank that one higher than this one for me. It was too, it was too heavy handed. It was just too heavy handed. I see your point. It just feels like they are like beating us over the head with like this is the storyline. Like Martell is a cheater. Like it's all this tea out there about him. Like we're gonna take him down. Like Sheree, this is just another man in your life that's not a good man. And like we're gonna sprinkle a little bit of uh, saying it with her family drama in there just a little bit. Um, and then, you know, Marlo, we've, we're getting a, a new Marlo. So we got 1950s housewife-esque Marlo about to show up, right? Not uh, Lucille Ball. <laughs> Candy and her husband, like, we're, you know, I feel like we're going to beat this in the head now. Like Candy and her, her marriage is struggling um, because she wants to do too much of her husband. Like it just felt so heavy handed. And I'm like, I like to be eased into the drama. I know it's coming. I know. And that's why we watch it. But I like to be eased into it. Give me a couple episodes before you're like having Martel and Kenya arguing at a function. Give me a couple episodes. Because if they don't watch Love and Marriage Huntsville, they don't care about Martel either, right? Like I'm watching from a different vantage point. I watched his show, so I know him. So I'm invested. But if you've never watched the show and you're just watching this, you're like, why is there so much energy given towards this man that we don't really know much about? It's too heavy handed. Ooh, okay. Great job on the witness stand. You you did, listen, not Jazz the journalist, honey. Jazz the attorney, honey. Come Just on, Esquire. That was, that was, okay. So, raindrops, I need to know, whose side are you on? <laughs> and look, guys, it's okay if you're not on my side. I totally get it. <laughs> totally understand it. Child, and you know how I feel too. But let us know what grade you all give the season 15 premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Do you agree with Jazz, the journalist slash Esquire, or do you believe and agree with the king? Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Riggs and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby!